regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Yes, the public does have a right to know. That's why we're here. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I'm your host, Stanley Hudson. You can find us online at bcblpodcast.com and email us info at bcblpodcast.com. And who runs our True Social again? At at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast at True Social? Reverso does. No, that's me. That's Reverso. I run the social media uh, account yeah. Yeah. at True Social. So, what are we starting off with? We got a lot this today. We got... Uh, How many tabs do we have open? 27 tabs. Well, I'll tell you this. Lord have mercy. We did the preview last week. The, so, the trailer for the... Uh, what was it called? The uh, the Project Veritas is doing? Curriculum? Secret Curriculum? Oh, yeah. Secret. Yeah, so they actually just released their second in video in that. And so, I'm going to have to add that to the end of the show. Okay. Because we're going to cover what their first video. All right. So, but that's going to be at least a good two hours from now. All right. I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, Reverso is over here. I want to leave. I want to go home. Apparently going to a pride baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Was two the, in a row. They, do they still call them the Reds? Is Cincinnati Reds? Is that what they're? Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't call them the Reds anymore, right? Because that's racist. They ought to call them the Cincinnati Rainbows, dude. So there's a few tweets from Ben Shapiro this week and... And one of the things, man, that, that I've kind of noticed lately is a lot of um, quote-unquote conservatives doing and saying things that aren't very good. Conservative? Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I mean, conservatives saying things that aren't conservative? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, the guy's obviously very op opinionated, and I used to like Ben Shapiro, but I, I've noticed more and more, especially since 2016 when he was a never-Trumper, and then he flip-flopped all around and tried to, you know, and, and Glenn Beck did the same thing. And I kind of liken them to each other. Glenn Beck is, is Garbo, in my opinion. But Ben Shapiro, the good thing about what I'm about to tell you is Ben Shapiro's track record for calling these things is abysmal. So where he excels in certain aspects of breaking apart the social issues, he's, he's terrible at, at his... At the political aspect of making predictions, and I think it's analysis because I think it's disingenuous. I think that Ben Shapiro is an operative slash shill of the establishment. Really? I do, yes. So he had a tweet storm a couple of days ago, and it starts with, the Republicans are losing steam in the 2022 election. So just that one sentence alone. The Republicans are losing steam in the 2022 election. That's not accurate. I don't think it is either. What was that? I said no, but I did see an article today since Sarah Palin lost. Yeah, that they, that's where they moved to that rank yeah, rank choice voting. That they're saying that you know Democrats should really. You that they should really that the Republicans should be worried that the Democrats are gaining gaining momentum. They're not gaining momentum. And again, Project Veritas did an expose on her staff. 
albeit and argue, arguably illegally lobbying for that the that the legislature to pass the ranked choice voting. And that's how, that's the only, that's the first time a, a Democrats won there in 50 freaking years. So it's because they modified the way they're voting. And it, so, no. It, and that's the, the only way they win, and that's one aspect of it, is cheating. That's all they're going to do. And so, and, and Ben Shapiro, not unlike the article that, that I asked, um, where Rick Scott is, is saying that, you know, so Mitch McConnell's out disparaging the Trump-endorsed candidates. Uh, we, we're not going to be able to, 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 to take back the Senate because these, these are bad candidates. Why, why would he do that? And that's what I'm saying. Like, Ben Shapiro is a tool, in my opinion, a tool of the establishment because he's essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. And so, but... It, you know a lot of people are going to be heartbroken over the, what you're about to say here. About Ben Shapiro? Yeah. I don't know why. There's a, there's I mean, of, Ben Shapiro, there's man. There's a lot of Ben Shapiro fan, fans. No, that's fine. <clears throat> the Republicans are losing steam in the 2022 election. There are some reasons for this. The Democratic upswing in the wake of Dobbs being the most obvious factor. I don't think that's a factor. But there's something else going on here that represents a deeper problem for the Republican Party. The GOP is miscalibrating the very nature of the American political scene right now based on a myth. In fact, the entirety of American politics is based on dueling version. I'm sorry, dueling versions of the same false mythology. Mythology of the emerging Democratic minority majority. Democrats have banked on this myth since 2012, believing that it excuses their cultural and economic excesses. This is untrue and has led them into an electoral box canyon as many minorities turn away from their woke progressive overreach. Meanwhile, Republicans have also banked on MEDMM to the extent they believe only a magical person like Donald Trump can defeat it. This means what that when Trump is attacked, Republicans immediately return to making him the centerpiece of the conversation, and this harms them electorally, as every poll is now showing. 92% on, on endorsements, by the way, for Donald Trump. Got to throw that in. Two things can be true at once. First, the FBI raid, I'm sorry, the FBI raid on Trump looks like a political hit. Second, the more Republicans talk about Trump, the worse they do electorally. That's not true. Americans vote against things, not for them. If Republicans want Americans to vote against Biden, they have to campaign against him, not against the FBI or the deep state, or, or on whether Trump had the right to have boxes of classified documents in his closet. There is a reason Democrats are eager to keep Trump at the center of the conversation. Half of independents say Trump is a major factor in their vote, and they're breaking four to one for the Democrats. Republicans shouldn't play that game. If they do, they're cruising for a bruising. So, okay, here we go. Democrats, we don't want to talk about Biden, the economy, or perversion of the education system, or Afghanistan. Let's talk about Trump. Republicans, great idea. Let's talk about Trump. But why are Republicans losing momentum? A mystery wrapped in an enigma. And I think that he's completely wrong. Go back up to the second of the last one. Let me read that again. So the, the worse they do, the more they talk about Trump, the worse they do electorally. The, number one, the Democrats can't stop talking about Donald Trump because that's all they have. So they're still blaming their shortcomings. They, they discussed the majority of their shortcomings, and they blame them on Donald Trump. That's one. And so it's not that, that the Republicans are willing to talk about it in the same, same light anyway, but the worse they do electorally. Is there any evidence of that in all actuality? 
So I'm just confused. Dude, what are you talking about? Because you sound a lot like Mitch McConnell sounds right now. Maybe that's his mentor. I th- Again, he's a shill. And I think so. And that's one of the things I noticed. And I, I was talking about this with, with actually a listener today, but um, how uh, we'll use, uh, what's the woman from Tennessee? Blackburn is an example. She said that she, on, on January 6th, she would protest the votes from the fraudulent state to allow the allotted time, the allocated time for discussion and debate in reference to, to fraud. Did she do that? She did not because of the quote-unquote riot. But what she did do is during the confirmation hearings for Katanji Brown, asked the question, what is a woman? The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh comes out with a documentary, What is a Woman? And it does really well. Ben Shapiro runs the Daily Wire. And so, dude, they're good at talking about the social issues. But talking about those social issues in the way that they do, like, yeah, you're, you're showing people basically what we already know. But what's that? I don't, I don't quite understand what that's actually accomplishing. Like, so I don't know. Like, I think that overall, and Mark Dice has done a really, really good job of pointing this out specifically about the Daily Wire. But you have people like, what, what's the guy uh, that's so popular towards the beanie? Uh, that does a podcast. Tim Pool. Tim Pool. He's like Daily Wire coat riding, uh, coattail riding all the time. Like Daily Wire, he's always talking about. It. He's not involved with Daily Wire, but he's always talking about the things that they're doing in a positive way. And again, I, I can see why he's saying some of the things that he's saying. But I think there's some underpinnings to what they're doing there that are almost um, kind of built in, a, kind of in a nature of. Um, to pacify people, to kind of placate people like, oh, things are going this right direction. But really, what is this amounting to? Because they've made some conservative movies or, or with Gina Carano and this, that, and the other. But to sit here and turn around after doing those things and talk like this, it's just, it, to me, this is very unproductive talk. And it's, a, it's, it's big on criticism and short on, on substance of, of, of any substance. Does that make sense? So he can't back up what he's saying, basically. Well, not only that's obvious. I'm just saying, like, okay, because you're supposed to be, you always behave as if you're the smartest guy in the room. What is your suggestion for winning? Because I don't know. You've never said that. It's always rhetoric like this. What's what's the recipe to win? Keep going along with the establishment? Is that what you, I mean, that's my question. Like, what's the answer? Again, true, but... Ben Shapiro talks fast. He talks, true or false, the guy is smug. Yeah. He has an air of arrogance. Absolutely. What's the answer, smart guy? Does it involve Mitch McConnell is my question. So, I don't, I, it, that really rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it was worth covering. And so, I think that there, you should kind of have some discernment about the people that you that you listen to. And look out for stuff like this, people, because this isn't this isn't a, a, an isolated incident for Ben Shapiro. So I don't know, man. I, I think there's a lot of milk toast people moving within the circles of quote unquote conservatism that aren't really what they seem to be. And again, like so, Ben Shapiro when he debates at college, like college students at a seminar, cool, man. That sounds good. What did it actually accomplish? Yeah. And so because and and the reason I brought up the Katanji Brown hearings, like, oh, what is a woman? So Marshall Blackburn goes in and essentially she gets accolades for a fluff piece that accomplished nothing. She's still confirmed. She's still an activist sitting on the Supreme Court, right? It was just yeah. a show. Right. 
but but when it comes to actual leadership and doing the will of your constituents, you failed. You're it's kind of the same thing. Like, dude, you you talk fluff pieces for convenience and for hits and and, and for for your company. But when it comes down to stuff like this, what are you doing that's actually benefiting the voter? Nothing, man. I don't know. I'm 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 off the Ben Shapiro wagon anymore. I'm not a fan, dude. But and I know that Reverse was offended being a fellow Jew and all. Sorry. Right. No problem. Yeah, Reverso eats bacon. No. Well. Okay. So next it, because you know the Republicans are, are, are they're losing steam. That his words, not mine. So we're here on PBS of all places. This is the first time we've had anything off PBS. <clears throat> More than one million voters switched to GOP, raising alarm for Democrats. Wow, hey, hang on. Uh, can can you go ahead and email that to the Daily Wire? Yeah. Attention, Ben Shapiro. A political shift is beginning to take hold across the U.S. as tens of thousands of suburban swing voters who helped fuel the Democrat Party's gains in recent years are becoming Republicans. More than one million voters across 43 states have switched to the Republican Party over the last year, according to voter registration data analyzed by the Associated Press. The previously unreported number reflects a phenomenon that is playing out in virtually every region of the country, Democrat and Republican states, along with cities and small towns in the period since Joe Biden replaced former President Donald Trump. But nowhere is the shift more pronounced and dangerous for Democrats than in the suburb where suburbs where well-educated swing voters who turned against Trump's Republican Party in recent years appear to be swinging back. Over the last year, far more people are switching to the GOP across suburban counties from Denver to Atlanta and Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Republicans also gained ground in counties around medium-sized cities such as Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Raleigh, North Carolina, Augusta, Georgia, and Des Moines, Iowa. I could go on, but you get the point. One of the things, I don't know, I can't recall if I even brought it up on here. I've talked about it quite a bit. Big Yank, if if you listen to this show any amount of time, everybody knows I work with Big Yank, guy from Chicago. Must have been a good day today if you left out his middle name. Big Dumb Yank. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, Big Dumb Yank voted for Trump both times. He's And he's a, like kind of my personal bellwether. And uh, he's pretty apolitical right down the center. And so he he voted for Trump both times, but he's he's wants Ron DeSantis in there. And he's, he's been really, really vocal about it since the election got stolen, which he doesn't believe was stolen. At least he didn't. I think he's starting to see that it was. Uh, and so kind of to, to, again, juxtapose what, what Ben Shapiro was saying, after the raid on Mar-a-Lago, he's like, i gotta, I got to confess. This, what's that? It's like, I, I want Trump to run again now. And he was like steadfast against it, like doesn't like yeah. Trump anymore. He's, he's damaged goods. And so afterwards, after the Mar-a-Lago rage, like, I hope he runs and beats theirs. like Because it, it made it obvious to him. Because a lot of people do their dents. They don't look at the news to the degree that we do. And they don't they just don't consume it. And again, we it's well documented how suppressed all this information has been in its entirety. So the only media you're going to see in mainstream media, by and large, is negative towards Donald Trump. So I think those people are starting to realize the gig is up. Like, they overplayed their hand. And so even that dude sees it. Ben Shapiro is absolutely wrong on that. Like, dude, you talk about Donald Trump. Don't talk about Donald Trump. People want people want him back in there. And the and the polling shows it, dude. I don't know what yeah, polling he's reading. I was talking reading. to a guy today, and 
And this he, isn't he, like a conservative stronghold by any means where we are. No, and this guy was like, man, I, I love the guy. He's like, right. I just, I love the guy. He's like, I can't believe everything they've done right. to him. And so, and, and that's exactly why, see, Ben Shapiro, that's why they do what they do. It's a, it's a just no different than the mainstream media, a propagandist of sorts. Like, I'm going to tell you what to think. Dude, that's just not true. It's not true. Like, and because Ben Shapiro excels in debates and what is a relatively controlled setting about stuff that he's practiced and well-versed in, that doesn't mean, and that's what the, the, the trick is. Like, oh, because this guy talks fluent in this regard, laying ways to college students in an idiotic debate where they're, they're, what they're saying is pretentious and dumb to begin with anyway. And I would submit that most people, not necessarily as fast and fluent as Ben Shapiro, could dismantle their stupid argument to begin with. It, I don't know, man. Like, it, obviously, that irked me that that he would say that because I think the mask on Ben Shapiro is starting to slip, dude. Like, it'll not, all come out in the wash. I believe so. Yeah, but you know, he again, he was anti-Trump in 2016. He was a never Trumper at that time, and so I think that, it, dude, when you look at all the other factions that were that were never Trumpers, like the Lincoln Project, that was stacked full of perverts. That's indisputable. So, and. Some of the things he was he was saying was akin like oh pro FBI, you sound like Mike Pence, <laughs> and again I'm sure he's a Mike Pence fan, but uh, that's I think there's more there is more on this I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? So again, and this is there's a lot of different ways of looking at this and for time constraints or whatever. So we're on the hill. Joe Rogan on lessons learned from the pandemic. So he was talking to, what's that, uh, was it a baseball player, Aaron Rodgers, is that right? He's a football player. Well, you see, I'm not a sport nerd. Aaron Rodgers is a football player? Yeah. Really? That <laughs> sounds like a baseball name. There's another, there's somebody that plays baseball with a Hank name Aaron. like that. Yeah. Hank Aaron. Is that it? But he's old, yeah. though. He was the black guy but, back in the day, right? But there's yeah. another, there's an Aaron something, right? There's Aaron Rodgers and Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron uh, was a, like, Babe Ruth era, yeah. right? Or a little no, after seventies, seventies. Okay, but he was he he was one of the first blacks. Yeah. What's the story? Give me them deeds. Was it? Oh well, okay. He wasn't the first, but he was the major league leader in home runs for a while. <clears throat> Played for Atlanta. Media personality Joe Rogan said that many people who are angry angry over COVID nineteen protocols during the pandemic that forced their businesses to close should quote, vote Republican in the upcoming midterms. And so if you think that that doesn't have influence over a large swath of people, this guy's like the second, first or second biggest podcast on the planet, right? Yeah, he yeah. has 11 or 12 million listeners. He got beat out, though, I read this week, by... Blue Ma collar blacklisted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Who did he get beat out Meghan by? Merkel. Are you um, serious? Dude, I was, like, I was just, I'm confused by that. You're serious? I'm serious. Absolutely. I wonder yeah. how he feels about that. I wonder how I feel about getting beat by Megan Merkel. Let's give him a call. Let's have him on the show. I'm just saying, dude, like you, I mean, you can't like share, subscribe and give us a rating to where we can surpass Megan Merkel. We do this for free and we have full-time jobs and we got beat by Megan, Megan Merkel. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to him. If see you, if he wants to come on the show. If, yeah. If you are listening, serious. To, if you're listening to Megan Merkel and you listen to this show, go to hell. In an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Rogan added that now that the pandemic is over, people are going to recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. 
And this is, again, where I get kind of hemmed up. We've been saying that since the inception of this. <laughs> but now, now it gets credence because he said it. And, uh, and I'll have something on that in just a minute. So, that's the best you can get out of it. But as far as compensation for all those people who were forced to close their businesses and keep their doors shuttered and lost everything they had worked for decades to build, now they're just going to be angry, he shared. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, a guest on the podcast, then asked Rogan what he would tell those people, and Rogan replied, vote Republican. And so, remember, he's a Bernie guy. Oh, yeah. And so, and again, look, man, it's easy to, to knock people. And look, it's a free country. People are absolutely allowed to change their minds. My point being, he's a very, very influential per person, good, bad, or indifferent. He's very influential. Again, making Ben Shapiro wrong. It's apparent now to people that Democrats fostered, bolstered, and promoted the policies that, that were negative all throughout the entirety of COVID. And... I'm I'm gonna revisit. I'm gonna do a Jin Saki circle back to that after this next thing. I'm not a Fox guy. I'm not even a Jesse Waters guy. But move to this next one because I th I think this still reinforces the point that I'm trying to make. So we'll, we'll just let him speak for himself because P again, just like Big Dumb Yank, people are starting to realize that they've been sold a false bill of goods. But that's one of the, the, the bad things about it is when people get duped, they hate to admit that they were wrong. And so I think so, some people are going to have animus because they were, they were wrong. You know what I mean? They'll have you know negative feelings towards the people that fooled them. But some people, like especially leftists, tend to just lock down and marry themselves to said bad idea, hence wearing a mask. It's pretty clearly demonstrated this point like we illustrated last week with that psycho communist who is all about arresting people that yeah. taking away their kids and X, Y, and Z for not wearing a mask and not getting the vaccine. Now she's done a 180 and is advocating for no masks. She will not mask her child because she knows that it's detrimental to them, but yet still legions of moronic Democrat voters still wear a mask. For no more and more. I see every day. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Yesterday they're, they're at this baseball game. The gay was, one. Yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't gay, but... There was a lady that was driving into the, the parking garage in her car by herself wearing a mask. I'm like, what are you doing? We got to move to the south. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Because nobody hears accent is indicative of the south. I heard that in the south, nobody wears a mask or shoes. And they have no teeth. So they don't have the filtration of the teeth, if that makes sense. Really? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, this is Jesse Waters. Uh, I guess uh, what day was this? August thirty. So this is yesterday, and so this kind of bolstered my point. So now you've got more mainstream media outlets stating the obvious that shows like this, and there's thousands and thousands of us that have been saying this the entire time. There's millions of people that have been saying this the whole time, but thousands of shows like this one, but none is good. That's true, and that is because you're listening to blue collar blacklisted podcast when you look at it, and they're so much better than Joe Rogan, and they're a lot better than. What's that guy's name? Hannity. He's so bad. This election was decided by 44,000 votes in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. If we, the people, hadn't been lied to, Trump would have won. This was not a free and fair election. The FBI rigged the 2020 election. The diary, the laptop, Facebook, and now the Pfizer deal. This is the biggest conspiracy I've ever seen. And the media won't touch it because they're complicit, too. So tonight... 
We're calling on all the honest FBI agents to come forward and tell the truth about what happened in 2020. Twelve whistleblowers isn't enough. I remember when one whistleblower got a president impeached. We have 12 and counting. The very institutions that are supposed to stay out of politics stole an election. So have the courage to come out and serve your country in the right way. So to me, that's massive for somebody on Fox News to blatantly say yeah, outright yeah. that an election was stolen. And so I think that and, – and I, again, agree with everything that he just said. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Jesse Waters. Um, I, I like that. I to- totally agree with that. But I know up until this point, Fox News pretty much hasn't covered any of the actual data about – because I've said it so many times, and I think that most people are aware this was a multifaceted approach – to, you know, so rigging and stealing are two different things, and rigging would be exactly what he said, but it equated to a stolen election. It's at a minimum, it would be immoral, unethical. I, I, I personally, I believe that it's illegal. Um, and again, the the law enforcement can't act the way they did. In a, not it's it's antithetical to everything that we're supposed to be for for a group of people, meaning the left, that talks about the sanctity of the vote and democracy. They detest democracy they detest the sanctity of the vote and so via machine manipulation we've seen that we've seen we've seen people in atlanta pulling ballots out from under tables and and continuing to count after poll watchers had been coerced into leaving the media was coerced into leaving and the counting continued we're told that's normal it's not 2000 mules put forth tons of great evidence for, for ballot stuffing. And um, there, there's just so many different ways they rigged and manipulated this. That's just, just. but do you think that, that Jesse Waters has got phenomenal ratings? Do you think that that's not going to be influential to people? And counterintuitive. See, I hope it is. Ben Shapiro is yeah. not talking about any of that. Why would so? My point is, dude. There's a lot of of wolves in sheep clothing. There's a lot of frauds out there. I think, and I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I've I've over the. This has been a slow burn ever since the never Trump rhetoric of 2016 with Ben Shapiro. But I think, to me, in my personal opinion, the verdict is in, dude. You're a charlatan in my book. Why aren't you ever talking about any of this? Why so not? I don't listen to Ben Shapiro. He never talks about anything like this. No. Really? No. Hmm. Never. I mean, he's never touched on anything like this. Not stolen to, election. Well, dude, like that. when he when he was came out as a never Trumper, and he's he's flip flopped around again, trying to keep relevance. And so you have a lot of people that are trying to ride the wave of which direction this is going to go. There's a lot of them. They've all been around a long time. Him being one of them, so they try to make. They don't want to go too far one way or the other. Milk toast, right down the middle. So he's just riding the fence for popularity and and a lot of reasons. But but I also think that his allegiance is lied to the establishment Republican Party. I think that's very obvious by now. And so, but now you've got this guy nationally syndicated coming out saying that. That's a so big Shapiro's deal. So Shapiro's probably mapped out some kind of plan. He has some future plan with. No, I just—I mean—I just think he's a paid shill, you know. What I mean? And, and yeah. I, I think there's plenty of them, um, but I rest my case on that for this evening. Next, we will circle back to the COVID stuff. What's she doing now? What's Circle Back doing now? I think she's on MSNBC. She's pretty much—I I don't know—Reverso. I'm not sure. Well, you can find out while I cover this, and so. 
Um, let me scroll down to see some of these tweets. This is from Josh Barnett for Congress in Arizona. I have been right from day one about everything. The crooked NIH has now added ivermectin to their treatment list. Yes, they added the horse dewormer. Shaking my head, they were kicking people off social media for talking about it. So the NIH, two nights ago, put ivermectin under the treatments for COVID under their website. So is that what SMH means? Shaking, Shaking my, my head. head. Yeah. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, she works at MSNBC. Yeah, so, so I thought. She's really burning, setting the woods on fire because we've we've heard about everything she's doing. She's yeah. already, she's going to be there through the twenty twenty four presidential campaign, so she can have the inside track. No, so she'll be an objective reporter, I'm yeah. sure, an, yeah. an analyst. <clears throat> this is from uh, Zed Blockchain on Twitter. NIH CDC put adverts making it seem like ivermectin was dangerous and for horses and people taking it are fools. How they how then? Do they do a 360 and list it as part of part of COVID treatment? If this is not, if this does not wake you up, nothing will. But then again, zombies have short memory. That's the best way I can put it. Now, and the reason I bring that up is, I've, I've talked a little bit here lately about the the things that Greg Phillips was talking about on on uh, on True Social and some of these podcasts and uh, True the Vote. And how and we covered that substack from that Kenakoa the Great, outlining how China is deeply, deeply involved into our country, not to mention the election system. Apparent, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. And so, if you're on True Social, and I recommend you to be, search the hashtag Tiger Project. What's that? Do you know Truth Social was banned on the Google App Store? Yeah, I saw that. So, and, and it just seems all too convenient for me because this this is one of the primary things being discussed all over Truth Social because they've got regular people digging, and, and, dude, they're very good at it. But, see, the reason I bring correlate that with this is because what, what were they saying – about people that were that were taking ivermectin and the doctors who were recommending ivermectin and administering ivermectin, that they were conspiracy yeah. conspiracy theorists. They're quacks. Don Lemon called it horse goo. Brian Stelter, who's now out of a job, did the same thing. Uh, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, did the same thing. That's why I had to go meet a guy in a dark alley back behind the shopping center to get my ivermectin for my family and. So to reiterate, your family and at least six other people I know that the same person gave that to, the liquid form, had symptoms, tested positive, and once you took ivermectin, you get it. You, so you immediately get this, you drink it, and your symptoms are gone in what, what time frame? It was seven hours. I'm talking about they were laying in the bed, feeling terrible with the fever, seven hours later, not one person two people two different occasions within seven hours had got up out of the bed left their room and come in the living room and joined the rest of the family and i know others that got it from the same source yep with the same results that was all conspiratorial in nature right that's what they said and you're crazy and i think that you're going to see in due time the things that people are digging up now will be just like this 
they 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 did this until they could deny it no longer, and now they know it's a beneficial treatment. And this thing politically has ran its course, and they they can't manipulate it to the extent that they did. And so now they're actually going to try to do something about it, is my opinion. But what I was saying a minute ago, if you're on True Social, ch- check the hashtag Tiger Project, and that way you can see a lot of the the citizen journalist work that they're doing. And I actually had quite a bit of compiled stuff, and we may do a separate episode for one of the more succinct ones that, like I did last time with that Substack, to bring us up to date on what's going on with all that. That being the case, we're moving right along for so I can adhere to Captain Reverso's strict schedule. So we're going to go ahead and segue into this week in... Uh, really? Yeah, why not? Man, I need to get ready here. I wasn't ready for that. This week, an idiot cross-dressing confused moron pervert Democrat nutjob wackos. Before we get into this, this is going to be kind of long. This is their latest work by them, and like we're going to have to 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 uh, bring in the new piece. But it's worth reiterating. You can find this on the internet at bcblpodcast.com. You can email us info at bcblpodcast.com. Please give us a like, share, subscribe, and leave us a rating. All the ratings we can get, we got to get bumped up. So, uh, yeah, this was. so I'm just going to read this from the email only because it's a 12-minute video. You can find a link in the description to this podcast, and it's beautiful. Well, remember, everybody remember the baked beans commercials with the dog? Yeah. yeah. Roll that beautiful bean footage. This is beautiful bean footage. All right. That's what I always like to call it. Since I was a kid, when those commercials were around, yeah. just how old I am. So, yeah, some of the... Uh, Project Veritas is releasing the first in its newly launched education series today, exposing a senior official at a prominent public school. Jeremy Boland, who serves as Coscob Elementary School's assistant principal, was recorded bragging about how he oversees the hiring of teachers who will disseminate progressive political ideas in the classrooms. Some highlights from today's video. Jeremy Boland, assistant principal of Coscob Elementary School, quote, believe it or not, the open-minded, more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering a Democrat message without really ever having to mention politics. Next, quote, so it's subtle. They, teachers I hire, will never say, oh, this is a liberal or a democratic way of doing this. They'll just make that the norm, and this is how we handle things. It's subtle. That's how you get away with it. Next quote. The conservative teacher who is stuck in her ways, I'll never be able to fire her, and I'll never be able to change her. So I make an impact with the next teacher I hire. Protestants in this area of Connecticut are probably the most liberal, but if they're Catholic or conservative, you don't hire them. Next quote. If someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. You can never change their mindset. Next quote. For one position, I think we had 30 applicants. So out of all those applicants, I don't think I interviewed anybody over the age of 30. The older you get, the more set in your ways, the more conservative you get. Connecticut Law, Section 46A, 
6081 specifically bars discriminatory employment practices. A violation occurs if anyone refuses to fire or employ people because of the individual's race, color, religious creed, age, sex, gender identity, or expression. And so this is what really, really, really freaking twists my screws on this and is why it makes this scalp so brilliant, dude. This is why I donate to Project Veritas, dude. And it, I implore everybody, dude, even if it's just $5 a month, they deserve it. They've absolutely earned it. And you're going to hear some of these people, the, some of the parents speak. This has caused a storm, dude. And it's beautiful. The anti-discrimination, gender, the left is behind all of that, okay? But the rules, and I've said this so many times, the rules were never for them. They were for us. They were for the right. The only time I've seen these rules get broken, they've been broken by a freaking liberal, dude, every single time without fail. And so... You're discriminating on a dude on a religious basis. What what if that Muslims tend to be somewhat conservative and in the same way they don't they don't foster they don't harbor perverts. Yeah, they what happens to a homosexual in the Middle East? But what I'm saying is, if if Muslim parents knew that they they would they wouldn't hire a teacher based on their Islamic religion. But here it's Catholicism, but and they're both bad. And and this guy probably wouldn't. It well, it depends because that's one of the weird things to me, dude. Like people like Ilhan Omar, that's supposedly Muslim, but will promote the homosexual agenda. And so, but she, I don't know if we covered where she was booed off stage. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was we did. So this is a word from James James O'Keefe. So we're going to have a few videos, some longer than others, which I'm not, again, playing the original video where he's interviewing the guy. You can find the link in the description to that. This is kind of uh, to bolster the, the debate that you and I have with, you know, routine. One thing that I'll say is I, James O'Keefe is great. I donate. But, dude, we got to do something about this weird hybrid beard sideburn yeah, goatee thing. Yeah, that is. Like, I was trying to figure out if that was intentional no, or I don't, it was just I don't, patchy. Yeah, I think it's like uh, Joe Dirt. Like it grows yeah. in all white trash like that. Like, and again, I love the guy, but dude, let's uh, either go with sideburns. You, we we got to do something about that. Yeah, that looks terrible. But he's still a boss either way. Hey, boy, yeah, he's several people's boss. <laughs> Roll it. Breaking news for all of you who say nothing ever happens, no one's held accountable, these videos don't matter. Out of the Greenwich Public Schools uh, superintendent of schools announcing that Jeremy Bolin has just been placed on administrative leave. This is from the superintendent of schools, Tony Jones. Once again, we do not support any opinions that promote discriminatory hiring practices based upon race, religion, gender, or age. This comes 24 hours after our investigation showing Jeremy Boland saying he does not hire Catholics. Also saying, quote, I don't think I've interviewed anybody over the age of 30. The older you get, the more conservative you get. Also, we have statements from the first selectman and effectively the mayor of Greenwich. State reps, parents outraged. A six o'clock press conference right in front of the school. This is a developing story. And we have more tape coming tomorrow. So stay tuned to Project Veritas. And just remember, 
that actually this is what accountability looks like and indeed something has happened to these people. And so one of the things in the email that they sent said tomorrow is a, a new school, a new administrator um, in, a, in, a, in a new town and so or in a different state. And to me, all the perverts, communists nationwide, how, how, you know what I mean? They're right how in their they brains. Feel. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, dude, who did I talk to? Was it, is it me? Like, because it's yeah. one of you, you yeah. all, you all, there's, there's potentially hundreds of thousands of you around. There's, there's, uh -huh. there's tens of thousands of you at a minimum. Yeah. And y'all, y'all ain't sleeping so well, are you now? And so this is one of the things with this guy. So he confronted this dude after, you know, before the video aired, but they showed the footage after the original sting aired and he's in a, a yuppie restaurant. I don't know if there's any non-yuppie restaurants in the state of Connecticut anyway, but they kick him out. The police threaten to arrest James O'Keefe. And the guy, he just melts into the coward, just just like the one they confronted when him and his girlfriend were walking their dog that was talking yeah, about yeah. scaring the crap out yeah. of the students. And that's what happens every single time. You prey on children. So, you know, to, to be a predator doesn't mean that you necessarily have to sexually or physically touch someone. Like, you're manipulating their minds. You're, you're attacking them and coercing them when they're young. You you take you you admitted to hiring only young teacher impressionable people because you're a sick manipulative weirdo. That's predatory behavior in my opinion. To 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 lock on to younger people and try to, to to mold their minds of what you want them to be. And so you're not teaching them anything. And we'll see in the next one they're they're talking about the quote, the quote unquote things that are important. And they're talking about the things that are important to them personally. So the taxpayer isn't paying you to indoctrinate children with what you think is important. The things that are important is basic education that's everybody is, knows we don't have anymore. So, by the way, that guy, the, did you see him in the interview? He looked like Biff from Back to the Future to me. A little bit. <laughs> Nobody? No. Back to Our listeners, please send us an email. If, if anybody out here is frustrated with the lack of, of movie knowledge from these two dorks, send us an email because everybody should know Back to the Future, right? I uh, yeah, I know what Back you to never the Future. Saw it. Never you never saw, saw Back to the Future? No. What were you doing? So yeah, anyway, I saw Back to the Future. I just can't. You don't remember Biff. I can't remember scenes and stuff like that from movies. I can't remember all these. Like when people quote scenes from movies and quote lyrics from songs, it's like, how does your brain obtain that useless information? It's not useless. Okay. So explain to me when knowing, knowing what Biff, Biff looked like is good yeah. right now. That's my point <laughs> right now. It's great. He looks just like Biff. Okay. So if you, if you could remember what Biff looked like, you would be like, damn, he does look like Biff. Like, it would be good, but you don't know. Unless so. somebody robs a bank and they're like, ah, oh, he looked just like Biff from Back to the Future. That would be awesome. Yeah, perfect. Boom, roasted. <laughs> yeah. So I just roasted myself? Yes. Yes, you did. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no. So anyway, can't remember where I was at, but that's okay. So they had this impromptu meeting, and so we'll, we'll pause this to talk about the people that are speaking, and this is like five minutes. Are those parents out there? That's parents, and dude, he's got some legislators out there, so it's beautiful. People from the school board, and th so this all happened that quick, and one of the things that these people are going to say is the things that we knew were happening, and that again, that mentality is applicable to everything that we discuss on here. People know these things are occurring, 
and they, their suspicions. So, and that's going to be a recurring theme. But uh, go ahead and roll that, and I'll, and I'll motion for when you deposit it so we can d- get the descriptor of who's speaking at, at any given time. And, um, you know, journalism matters. This is real investigative reporting, and if, uh, if all you guys were doing your jobs, there wouldn't be a need. He's pointing at the like media me. that's present. Even as I stand here today, there are some people here who who have not, were not willing to actually interview me about the story, which is to tell you something, yes. We just want our public officials to be honest. You would not know about this behavior, but not for the brave undercover journalists who recorded this. And if you're lying, cheating, stealing, scamming the taxpayers, or lying to the parents of Connecticut, we will find you, we will film you, and we will make you famous. We are here because we've never been so concerned about our children and their future. What came to light last night in a video by Project Veritas was shocking and disturbing that in this school, the the assistant principal has been screening teachers, hiring teachers only with a progressive ideology hoping to influence young children to think the way they do. I am calling on the superintendent, Tony Jones, and the Board of Education to thoroughly investigate the curriculum in this school, in all of the schools in Greenwich and beyond, and the hiring practices. Thank you to Project Veritas for really, yes. If the things that we all heard in the video can be substantiated, and I have no reason to believe that they won't be, this is the moment when the filter has come off and that parents finally have the evidence of things that they've known all along. I have a strong belief that federal civil liberties laws have been broken. The local government needs to act, yes, but the state government also must lead to ensure that we have the full trust of the public in our public education system. There is no place for political indoctrination and radicalism in our classroom or elsewhere in our government. The greatest offense that we saw on that 12-minute video was without a doubt the notion that our public education system does not answer to parents and our government and our government does not answer to the people. The government works for the people always, never the other way around. You are all here because this is bombshell breaking news to you. There's evidence from his mouth that he does not hire Catholics and that he does not hire anyone over the age of 30. There are laws that were broken here and we will be expecting a full accounting of this. Uh, Candidly, this is a very sad day in Greenwich, but now we have learned through the work of James O'Keefe. Thank you very much, James O'Keefe. He has proven what many of us suspected, that there is bias 
and bigotry that we cannot tolerate inside our school system. I'd like to think that it's isolated to Mr. Boland. After serving in 12 years on the Board of Education, I can say with a high degree of confidence that Mr. Boland is not alone. What would be the most shameful thing that could happen is that the Board of Education, who is responsible, who is entrusted to govern the school system on the behalf of parents, kids, and taxpayers, would allow Mr. Boland alone to become a scapegoat. We've seen that many times recently by the leadership of the school system. If you've been following along in Greenwich Public Schools, this will be the fifth incident of a rogue actor in the last 18 months. There is no doubt we need an independent, top to bottom, evaluation of everything that has gone on in Greenwich Public Schools with a deep view on the actions of the most senior administrators, as well as what is clearly a toxic culture in parts of the school system. And so the email that I received today for the second part of the series, and I'll just do like the first one, we'll leave a link if people, and which I, in my opinion, I don't subscribe to like hardly anything because I don't like a bunch of junk emails or snail mail for that matter. I don't like junk anything. So, but since, you know, I'm subscribed to their email chain because really the donation process, but um, they don't really load me down, which I think that uh, BB Bedazzle said that he was tired of their emails. I love this. I think this is great. So here's the latest. When Project Veritas released a second video in its newly launched education series today exposing a senior administrator at a prestigious New York City private school, Jennifer Norris, who is employed by the Trinity School NYC as its director of student activities, was recorded admitting how her current leadership role facilitates her goal of promoting politics in the classroom. Jennifer Norris, Director of Student Activities, Trinity NYC, quote, I just keep trying to disrupt wherever I can, and now that I'm in this position, I have so many opportunities to do that. Another quote, I don't hide how I feel, but I can't pretend I'm not promoting an agenda, even though I clearly am with all the stuff I'm doing. There's always groups of teachers who want to do these activist things, but the administration just wouldn't let us. So we've been just sneaking things in through the cracks. When I first started at Trinity School, I hid my whole life. I felt like a double agent or something. Trinity School NYC is definitely a school where conservatives would not feel comfortable. And so that's like a seven-minute, 50-second video. But one of the things, she was very disparaging towards the white students, talking about how white, white males were argumentative and resistant to her agenda and talking about how horrible they are. And what, uh, you know what? It's almost worth the seven minutes and 44 seconds because it's pretty brutal, dude. Because she talks about there's uh, Dexter, I guess this show Dexter, the guy's an assassin. So she was referencing the show if there was someone like Dexter when she was talking about these white students growing up. So I'm assuming that she's wanting them assassinated is, is the correlation that was, I mean, these people, that's just it. These people are sick. And, and so these, these people that are going to private school, sending their kids to private school and they're paying good money to do it. That's, they're saying that's $60,000 ahead of this school. 
And you're saying that you want the people that are paying for that to have, you want to have their kids assassinated? Is this what you're saying? These people are sick, dude. They're depraved. And so. 60,000 a year. For that. I guarantee the people don't think that's what they're paying for. No, not at all. And we've got uh, another video. Let's check this one out. This is a, uh, a teacher in Texas. I don't have Twitter, but this verminous on Twitter. We need live streams from every single public-funded classroom. English teacher at Franklin High School in El Paso, Texas, reportedly instructs students not to judge someone. I'll, I'll let you hear the quote themselves. Go ahead. I'm not going to read it and ruin it. I don't want to spoil it. Stop calling them out. You're allowed to blame them. You're not allowed to blame them. Stop it. Diego. Yeah, no We're not going to call them that. We're going to call them maps. No. Minor attracted persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. You catch that? Wow. Yes, I did. So there was some late-breaking news that you want to discuss about the Biden the, the Biden speech. We have a, a link to a Kroger allyship guide, and it's a long one. We'll do a link to that too, but um, so... Yeah, we'll cover a little bit of that, actually. We can do that. This is on Breitbart. Kroger. Anybody ever heard of Kroger? Yeah, they have it uh, out in the Midwest. <clears throat> Kroger Allyship Guide tells employees to celebrate trans holidays and support bail fund. The Kroger Company, a supermarket giant, published an allyship guide that told employees to use inclusive language, celebrate chan- transgender holidays, and even support an organization that bails out violent criminals. The allyship guide intended for employees and published in 2021 is split into four different sections titled LGBTQ+, Asian American Pacific Islander, African American, and Hispanic Heritage. The guide says that allies should lead by example and prove to be fierce advocates and defines the term as anyone who publicly declares their support for and advocates on behalf of LGBT rights. Quote, some people's morality can be a barrier to accepting LGBTQ plus people, the guide read. It went on to say that though the company cannot decide an individual's values for them, quote, a company has values values that they expect employees to follow. The guide provided a vocabulary list of various terms associated with LGBTQ plus movement, including non-binary, queer, transgender, cisgender, and pansexual, which is defined as someone who is physically and emotionally attracted to all genders. Included on a list titled Language to Avoid Word Terms Boyfriend, Girlfriend, and Husband, Wife. The guide told employees to avoid if you do not know the gender of the partner or spouse. Employees are also supposed to abstain from asking transgender people any pre-transition questions, such as asking for old pictures or inquiring about the person's old name. (laughs) The guide even suggests that employees refrain from referring to customers with language like sir or ma'am. It also argued that gender and sex were distinct before going on to discuss those who identify as non-binary. It defined the term as a person who does not identify exclusively as a man or a woman. One of the things, stop right there. The guide even suggests that employees refrain from referring to customers with language like sir or ma'am. Does that mean anything to any of you guys? Sir and ma'am, a traditional thing. That's respectful. Right, it's, it's absolutely a signifier of respect and, and allegiance to mainly to, to your elder, you know. And so one of the things that, in my life had actually said this, and I tend to agree, is that it seems as if their goal is to make sure for these young people there's no objective truth because without objective truth, if everything is just ever-changing and 
it's like the Ministry of Truth in, in the movie 1984. Another movie reference came in convenient right now. So they'll they'll be more perceptive to accept to, to anything, whatever you want to push on them. If there's no objective truth and it's always changing, because I again I thought that every that you're born gay. Well, not so much anymore. You can be all these things. How, so how does being born gay work in conjunction with all this hogwash they just said here? That's a little too complicated. But I think to 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 try to eliminate sir and ma'am is to take a, again it's a signifier of respect but I think it comes along with try in trying to eliminate just tr- traditional value of respecting your elders like I think that it, it all of this and again I I think that we've did a decent job at least outlining the chinese connections to how they're influencing our society and culture or lack thereof sir and ma'am don't say that I will never stop saying that Ever, I don't know, man. It's just te- tearing down those traditional norms. Do sir and ma'am like we're under assault? Like, no. And again, that's what they do, man. Like, and because obviously those are, are reference sir, male, ma'am, female. Now we can't have that because that that yeah. Denotes- for those of you up north, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. But that it, it, it's also a signifier of normalcy and respect. Yeah, we can't have that, dude. You sick, wacko bastards. I tell you this much, dude. If we did have Kroger. No more. No more Kroger. Straight Publix. Uh, you had uh, some stuff from the uh, breaking news from the Biden speech, because this is Thursday evening. Yes, it is. August, this is August. No, this September is September 1st. September the 1st. Well, on me. Yeah. I hear you. Right. Live news. Fake President Biden delivers remarks on the battle for the soul of the nation. Live updates. And go ahead. I mean, the battle for the soul of the nation. I thought he was their unifier. He said he was going to be a unifying president, that Donald Trump was the great divider. And now, I tell you. but we're still battling for the soul of the nation. I tell you. Because people, yeah. okay, all right. Fake President Biden was loudly heckled as he spoke about what he said was the threat to democracy posed by Donald Trump and his MAGA supporters. Biden, during remarks at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, was frequently forced to compete with someone yelling at him through a bullhorn. (laughs) At one point, loud chants of F. Joe Biden. And they didn't say F, they said the whole thing. Can you pull a video of that reverso? Could be heard clearly in the background. And I repeat, clearly in the background as the fake president spoke. The fake president referenced the hecklers more than once saying they are entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But he suggested they lacked common sense and quipped, good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. Then it says Biden to vow to stand up to MAGA forces for taking country backwards in his speech. Mm-hmm. It says, so tonight I have come here to the place where it all began to speak plainly to the nation. I guarantee you he didn't speak plainly. To speak plainly to the nation about the threats we face, about the power 
we have in our own hands to meet those threats and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we have chosen it. The prepared remark state. We must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. And now, America must choose. So, right off the bat, dude, the 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 um, the setting here with these red lights, the background, the, it's it's dark. The flags aren't even lit up, dude. You've nah. got the American flag, and they're it's dark. Like, why is the flag not lit up? That's a very sinister looking setup, yeah. is it not? But dude, and it's crazy because for somebody that literally just called half the country fascists, MAGA fascists, listen to the way this dude's speaking. Like, man, this guy, like the, the Democrat Party is looking for, a, they're trying to alienate and really label people and really talk like this is disturbing. You're sitting here saying a, a new path and, and we thrive on chaos, but you just, you just armed 87,000 new IRS agents and we thrive on chaos and you're talking about the shadow of lies? Look at your son. Look at the suppression of what your son was doing. Look at the... Who would ever listen to, to this and take this serious, dude? The, MAGA Republicans live in the shadow of lies. So, they, just... they, so the entirety of the media just during the election, it was assisted, just like Jesse Waters said... The FBI covered for your son, your crackhead, crooked son, and said that laptop was misinformation. So the social media companies, the, the legacy media, the intelligence agencies, the FBI, all worked in conjunction to convince the American public or hide that, rather, from the American public. And you want to talk about the shadow of lies? Dude, get out of my face, man. This is the sickest thing I've ever seen in my life. Courage that digs deep when we need it. Empathy that fuels democracy. The willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. <laughs> Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense... Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. But history and common sense tell us that opportunity, liberty, and justice for all are most likely to come to pass in a democracy. Dude, this it's just sick, man. It's just sick. I don't I mean it's sick. And but again, to talk about decency and manners and have and to, to put out the type of children you have and then your in your daughter's diary, she's and, and again, meanwhile, you used the, the federal government, the FBI, to crush the people. So the people that, that originally gave that or sold that diary to Project Veritas, I think they're going to prison. They've been found guilty of whatever it was they accused them of about over that. I think they're going to prison, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that that's, that's the kind of positivity. You want to talk about, a sh you know, the shadow of lies. Dude, you were 
her diary that she left in a in a rehab facility. To the best of my recollection, it was less at a rehab facility. That's how it was obtained. They sold it to Project Veritas, and you you needed for political purposes or all purposes really to suppress it so badly. You sent the FBI after the pin. You're putting people in prison over a diary because you showered with your daughter. You sick bastard. That's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true for 